Hello fitness fans, you are listening to the 20 Minute Fitness Podcast and this is episode number two. Today we're talking about how optimising your sleep patterns can help you lose weight, how treating snacks more like meals can prevent overeating, and we are also discussing Rise, the nutrition app which provides an alternative weight loss strategy to counting calories. So let's get started. I'm your host Charlie and this is the 20 Minute Fitness Podcast. The 20 Minute Fitness Podcast is produced weekly and it's a roundup of the latest headlines in health and fitness. We aim to summarise these for you in an easy to understand and digestible manner. You can follow our social media channels. Our Twitter is at shape underscore scale. Our Instagram is at shapescale and our Facebook is shaping. So enough of the intro and let's get into the show. The first headline we want to discuss is from Muscle and Fitness. It is titled, 10 Exercises to Improve Your Shoulder Mobility and Strengthen Your Bench Press. In this day and age, we can spend hours upon hours being sedentary, hunched over our laptops or computer screens, or even sitting in our cars with our hands on the steering wheel. This can end up locking down our hips and rounding our shoulders. Obviously, the most detrimental effect of this is that it could lead to permanent injury. However, in the short term, it can also affect our lifts, and we really don't want that. Warming up our rotator cuffs and shoulders is essential before beginning any chest workout, and Muscle and Fitness suggest a number of exercises you can try that will benefit you uh, before starting your workout. They even suggest doing a plank, because your shoulders and core are really activated during this exercise. They then suggest a move known as back pockets. They describe it as pulling your shoulder blades back, and pulling them downwards as well, towards the back pockets. And this not only mimics the proper movement of the shoulders when lifting, but it would also reset your posture after a long day spent hunched over. And it can also be carried out throughout your working day. Just try doing two sets of 10 reps with a 30 second break in between, and let me know if it like alleviates any discomfort for you. Moving on, we explored how perfecting your sleep pattern can help you burn more calories. Dr. Halls from Halls.md explains how many calories we burn during sleep. He claims an individual that weighs 150 pounds will burn around 63 calories per hour. Someone that is 115 pounds, on the other hand, will burn around 42 calories per hour. But what if we could increase the number of calories we burn when we sleep? These calories are burned because we're fueling body processes like controlling our internal temperature and repairing cells. But as as I said, they can be increased. We need to spend more time in what is known as REM sleep, or rapid eye movement sleep. And this is because REM sleep, which is a deep stage of sleep, is a our brain is very active. And apparently, it can be even more active during this stage of sleep than when we are awake. So how do we go about getting more REM, REM sleep? Dr. Halls suggests things like not carrying out any exercise four hours prior to going to bed, and cutting out any alcohol before bedtime, as although alcohol is considered to you know, help us get drowsy and tired, it actually inhibits REM sleep. He also writes that we should get a sleep pattern going, meaning we should aim to be consistent in the time we go to bed and the time we wake up, and we should not deviate from this. So when that alarm goes off, do not hit the snooze button. Team Shape also want to throw in a few tips for you to get better sleep. So we suggest things like cutting out blue light before bedtime. 
This is the light that is emitted from your mobile devices or your laptops. Also, avoid any caffeine before you go to bed. And you could even try things like yoga or relaxed breathing techniques. I should also make you aware that we do have an email version of the podcast. You can find this by going to newsletter.shapescale.com and subscribe there. You can also, you'll be able to look into the articles in more depth. We also run a photo of the week contest on the email version where we select the best photo that uses the hashtag ShapeFam on one of their photos on Instagram. So definitely check that out and start using the hashtag. We also like to throw in some old blog posts that Shape wrote that um, had a lot of interest at the time. And this week we're discussing cravings and how we can prevent them. So I'm going to suggest some top tips to prevent cravings. One of them is eat regularly. If we don't eat for long periods of time, obviously we'll be more tempted to start snacking. And eating more regularly can actually keep your blood sugar levels stable. If you've been on a low-calorie diet for, say, three days, you will have even reduced your appetite-reducing hormone, leptin, by 22%. So if you want to curb cravings, don't do crash diets. Don't significantly restrict your calorific intake. Another factor you can consider is chewing gum. If you um, mimic the chewing action, it's been shown to actually fight the feeling that you need sugar. In fact, you could eat 68 fewer calories at lunchtime and not overcompensate later in the day. Distracting yourself is also hugely beneficial. Take your mind off the craving. The craving feeling is escalated when you begin to imagine what eating the food would be like and picturing its texture and taste. If you keep your mind busy, this will stop the release of dopamine and opioid chemicals so you no longer have that craving. Potentially go for a walk or do some work or do a household chore or meet up with friends, anything to get your mind off that food. Finally, try some fruit. Ripe fruit can provide you with the sugar rush that you need so you don't have to, you know, binge on junk food. And it also will provide you the necessary vitamins and fibre that our body needs. The second shape blog we are going to discuss is the effect of exercise on your body. And these obviously are vast and there's so many good benefits of exercise. One being increased brain function. Exercise makes the body pump more blood to the muscles. This will increase the blood flow, which is again beneficial for your brain. The minute you start exercising, your brain cells function at a higher level. The increased blood flow to your brain will make you more alert and awake during exercising and more focused afterwards. Exercise can even lift your mood. Your brain will start releasing certain types of chemicals that include endorphins. They are often known as a source of euphoria and will not just kill your pain but also make you feel more dedicated. Body fat reduction is obviously a huge one. When you start moving, your body's energy expenditure increases. The energy it burns primarily comes from glucose which is stored in the body as glycogen. Glycogen is generated by your liver when it processes carbs. With decreased glycogen levels, your body will then start turning fat and protein into glucose to help meet your rising energy demands. Therefore, your fat storage will be better mobilized when you start exercising and your body fat will actually start to decrease. Another one is improved energy. It only takes a few cardio sessions to become fitter and improve your energy. After a few workouts, the mitochondria in your cells, which are the power generators, um, they turn oxygen and nutrients into adenosine triphosphate, or ATP, and 
your cells will have more mitochondria when you start working out and exercising more, which will make your energy production more effective. So physical activity becomes more, it becomes easier after this point. And finally, just more rounded health and fitness. Mitochondria are not only good for pumping you of energy, but they're also beneficial for your health as they protect your cells and make them stronger. So once mitochondria start to increase in your cells, your health will start to improve. The wearable we are all talking about this week is the Lumo Run Sensor. It's a little device you clip onto the back of your running shorts that will give you all sorts of analysis on your running style after you check the app for feedback. You can find out information that would usually require you to go and get seen by a running technique specialist. For example, you can find out your cadence, your pelvic rotation, as well as your change in forward velocity. Lumo say 8 out of 10 of their customers claim to run faster or for longer durations thanks to using Lumo. Whether that is because they're becoming fitter because they've been running for longer, uh, naturally, you know, getting fitter naturally, or by using Lumo is up for you to decide. Lumo is currently on offer for $99.99. The next article we looked into um, will really make you rethink the way you think about food. According to a study conducted on 80 people, those that treated food more like a snack rather than a meal were more likely to overeat later on in the day. The study published in the journal Appetite had two main test groups. One group ate a portion of pasta at a table with metal cutlery and a ceramic plate, so much like a, a proper meal we would have, and the other group ate their pasta standing up with plastic cutlery and out of a plastic pot, more snack-like. They were then invited to try a number of different tempting foods like M&Ms, and the results ended up being conclusive. Those that ate the pasta as a snack ended up eating more afterwards. Jane Ogden, author of the study, explains that as our lives get busier, people are eating on the go ever more and consuming foods that are labelled as snacks to sustain them. She believes people do this and they overeat because they don't realise or remember even what they've already eaten. So in order to overcome this problem of overeating, try calling your snack a meal and try really um, getting in your head that you're having a meal which will make you more aware of the calories you've already taken in. We then went to bodybuilding.com and looked into ATP and uh, we looked into should we be taking ATP supplements? ATP or adenosine triphosphate is the body's main energy source. Without going too deep into the biology, ATP has three phosphate groups in each molecule. When these groups are removed from the molecule, a huge amount of energy is released. And so people think, if ATP provides energy, shouldn't we supplement it to have killer workouts? But there's not really been any concrete evidence that supplementing ATP directly increases the chemical in your muscle tissue. However, it has been proven to help improve blood flow to active tissue, which will inherently boost your performance and speed recovery. For example, a study conducted in 2004, published in the Medicine of Sports and Science, found that two weeks of ATP supplementation didn't increase the amount of ATP in muscle tissue, but it enabled test subjects to complete more repetitions of 70% of their one rep max when bench pressing. There are more studies that link ATP supplementation to reduced muscle fatigue and even increased power exertion. 
To date, there are no known side effects of taking ATP supplements. However, the longest study was only conducted for 12 weeks. ATP supplements usually come in pill form and bodybuilding.com recommend taking 400 milligrams 30 minutes before exercising or on non-training days on an empty stomach 30 minutes before your first meal. Now time for our fit tech feature. Each week we try and suggest a fitness technology product that we believe could better help you achieve your fitness goals. This week, we are talking about Rise, the nutrition app for weight loss. Rise is perfect for people that are sick and tired of counting calories, as we all know that can be tedious and quite often confusing. So how does Rise work? Basically, you get paired up with a coach and you take photos of your food, of your meals, and send those photos to your coach. Your nutrition coach will then give you invaluable feedback on how balanced that meal really was, as well as what macronutrients you were missing and things like that. They offer real-time support and the app can even integrate with third parties like Fitbit and Lose-It, so you can share even more data with your coach, such as your daily calorie burn, your daily steps for the day, and so on, so forth. Sorry. The service costs $48 per month or $120 for three months. What do you think? I'd be very interested to know your opinion. Um, Do you think having someone um, there to help you stay on track would really help you? Or do you think you're better off doing the standard calorie counting technique? Let me know by emailing me at charlie at shapescale.com. But Rise do mention that their customers on average do lose one pound a week. That's all we have time for today. Um, That is your 20-minute fitness roundup for this week. I really hope you found some of the headlines as interesting as I did when I read them all. Um, Please don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast and also give us a rating on iTunes.